helping people figure out who they are, where they're going, and how to get there. You're listening to Talking About My Evolution. (sighs) Today was supposed to be like 90 degrees and humid and gross, and today it's not going to be 90, at least I don't think so. It's going to be like 80, lower 80s and humid (laughs) and possibly gross. Anyway, ooh, dude. Wow. He's just going right out into the street without even looking. Oh, the saga of driving to work. (laughs) So much fun. Anyway, Franny just spooked me getting into my car. He uh, came out as I was backing out. I'm like, what the hell? Because, you know, my car goes beep, 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 whenever anything's around it. And uh, I'm like, dude, you scared me. But uh, he very politely asked for soup market money. And I had told him he could go to the soup market once a week. And today's Friday, so it's the once a week. Um, I was just thinking last night, how do I financially equal things out between Franny and Henry? Because... I'm spending so much more on Henry right now. But I think with Franny living with me, uh, there's your equalizer. I spend more money on him. Um, But that's not what I want to talk about today. I mean, you know, I don't, I'm not a parent who believes that everything has to be fair. I believe that you give each kid what they need. Franny needs a lot less right now financially. But when he was little, like all our resources went to Franny. I mean, pretty much, I mean, therapy costs a gazillion dollars. So I guess I don't need to worry about making it equal. Henry's getting his now. Franny got his when he was little. So it's all good, baby. Okay. Um, Today, I actually have things to talk about that might, you know, make you feel better. (laughs) Yesterday I did two clearing sessions um, of Eileen McCusick. One, I did two because um, she was clearing the root and the sacral chakras. And in the first clearing, she only cleared one side of both. So I said, well, I can handle a second one. Um, And she cleared the other side. And I like when she clears because she tells you what she's hearing in the tones of the tuning fork. She's very transparent. And it's funny because she doesn't think of herself as an intuitive healer. She, she might, but she doesn't use those words. She believes she's a scientist. And I don't mean to say that she's not. I think, I think everybody <laughs> in this field is right when they're talking, I mean, not everybody, there are charlatans, there are people who don't get it, I suppose. I mean, I don't really understand why you would be an energy worker if you didn't get it, if you didn't see how it worked. But I mean, people, people are weird. Um, Basically, the science supports the person working more from the, I don't know, the spiritual terms. And actually, sometimes when Eileen's talking, she sounds crazier than um, the people who aren't pretending to have 
any scientific background who are just winging it. But the the series I'm listening to is about food in your body. And so she's trying to clear the patterns and the gunk out of our energetic systems. She doesn't like the word chakras. She uses it because that's a shorthand for what she sees. But scientifically and through 20 years of practice, I mean, the chakras exist. They are giant vortices in our energetic fields that um, receive and give out information. And she can see the patterns in our bodies um, that support or hurt us energetically. And one of the hugest issues she sees, especially relating to addiction and sugar consumption and food issues, is the generation of people who were bottle fed. And I almost wonder if it makes... If that is what truly defines uh, Generation X, is bottle feeding versus all this angst. I mean, I think the angst, the boredom, he, he, there's the four-generation theory. Um, I don't... I've read about it a couple times. I don't remember who said it. Marshall, maybe, or Smith. or um, It's an interesting generation. You have the greatest generation and the baby boomers and then Gen X and Gen Z and that's why all these generations partially why the millennials and they all have names but um, the idea is that the fourth turning the fourth generation will um, set things to right and make the world better our, the, our millennials are akin to um, is that right or is it generation Z are equal to the the greatest generation and each generation spawns has has archetypes um, that they embody and then they spawn the next generation who reacts to them in a certain way and then Gen X is the third I believe that reacts to the boomers in a apathetic and irritated way and supposedly they've traced this back and um, multi-generations and it seems to play out in America but it's I don't believe at all it's a global phenomenon It's they, although they present it that way and I think I've talked about this before but um, yeah so Gen X you know could be disaffection and um, apathy and anger because the baby boomers thought they were God and that everything they did was right. Um, it's funny because baby boomers get blamed for so much stuff and blanketed it as, you know, our collective parents. But baby boomers were really more millennials' parents than Gen Xers. Gen Xers' parents were the tail end of the greatest generation. So um, they don't get the bad rap. It's interesting. I just find it interesting. So, um, I do know that I was bottle fed. And basically, when we go on a sugar binge, according to Eileen, um, and I think it's true, you know, there was very little nutrients, especially in early formula. It was basically sugar water. 
it was corn syrup and water or it was corn syrup and um, evaporated milk or condensed milk stuff like that um, very little nutritional value I mean it's she said and then I mean she was laughing about what she ate in the 70s um, and I was right there with her I'm a year or two older than she is um, and we ate a lot of sugar but I think my kids eat more sugar now than I did then or at least Franny does um, but she was saying when we go on a sugar binge it's it's really hearkening back to um, trying to comfort ourselves like through the bottle like that is our source of that is where we go for our source of um, feeling connected to mom feeling nurtured and loved because what was coming out of those baby bottles was sugar and I just keep marveling about um, so when I had my awakening I guess it was a kundalini experience and it was interesting because um, when Eileen was finishing up our session she said she's released enough stuff in our collective bodies to create a kundalini experience but she was asking for everything to come in as we need it and trickle in slowly she didn't want us to have this barrage of um, stuff cleared out and have everyone have these giant awakenings kundalini experiences which I mean I guess that's kind but man I've missed mine and having mine was life-changing um, in so many ways but I I I want to go back <laughs> because like I didn't eat sugar for six months and I kept testing it and I mean I don't know what was different like I just didn't need it but I knew I, I started chipping away at it because I wanted to see how long it would last and I knew what I was doing was um, not benefiting me but I just had to see and then it lasted six months and went away and now I'm fiending more than ever and I, I know I've talked about this too but um, I just I just wanted to test it and see like how long it would last and you know what would it take for me to have another kundalini awakening kundalini experience because it really was magnificent and um, transformative and instantaneous I know I'm just not prepared to do that I mean my gosh can you imagine me at work all day just like mm -mm -mm, feeling amazing feeling connected to everybody I mean it would be weird at work to do that because you have to sit and sit and sit and sit and sit and I needed to move I needed to move these like giant energy currents through me on a continual basis and um, yeah work is like typical secretarial work is not conducive to kundalini awakenings so my time will come I, I was reading something from um, Yasmin Bolin like the, the heavens have been 
super conducive to giant transformations. And I pulled a card yesterday. I finally did um, pulled a card from my Moonology deck, and I got the new moon in Capricorn. And she said, when you pull this card, you really need to think about the next 12 months to five years and come up with a new plan, like it's time. And I thought, Jesus, you know, my plan is still the same one I had six months ago. Like, get my house in order. Um, I mean, my plan is my house. And then my other overarching plan is taking care of my kids till they've flown the coop. And so I don't know if that's a two-year plan, a three-year plan, a five-year plan, a one-year plan. But um, my number one priority is to be there for my kids. And then I, I do want to start coaching and I want to look for another job and all that. But I think I think I need to stay at the job I'm in for a little while longer, at least through December. Um, I need just some stability. And so, yeah, that's what I decided. That's my one year. I don't, I don't know what's going to come. When it's time for stuff to change, it'll change. So, yeah, I didn't really talk about Eileen that much, um, but I will because what she has to say is important and excellent. So thanks for listening, and have a great day.